Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Bakes, fires, Butler, he can tie for the lead. Loose and Horford. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Keith Parrish for your Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 update. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast without ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Celtics, Heat, Game 7 in Miami, and it wasn't a blowout, Keith. It wasn't a blowout, no. We got a good game. I mean, I think... You can make arguments about what was wrong with this game. Perhaps it wasn't aesthetically pleasing at all times. Perhaps there was too much depending on the referees to make calls. There was too much of diving and physicality and maybe uncalled things. Maybe there was a couple of weird replay reviews. But for me, this was art. This was amazing. It it was a wire-to-wire victory for the Boston Celtics. Uh, Two teams I don't have a rooting interest for, and I was almost nauseous. I was so nervous in the final couple minutes. It's a wire-to-wire victory for Boston, and they and they win this game 100 to 96. So only a four-point win, and it was a roller coaster. Keith, Boston was up 17 at one point in this game, and we're gonna skip straight to the end. And we'll, you know we'll circle back like we always do. But they're up 11 points with about three and a half to go, and all of a sudden Boston just. Stops playing offense. I have no idea what was happening with them, but Miami put their foot on the gas for the last three minutes. Go on an 11-0 run. Uh, Boston almost fumbled the game away. It was so exciting. I was like making little markers, you know, like there was all these moments where it's like you had Jason Tatum hit this huge three-pointer and it put him up 13. And then you had other opportunities where like um, – you had Marcus Smart not grabbing the defensive rebound, like like letting it go out of bounds, and Jimmy Butler saves it. I made a middle note. I'm like, all right, you're up nine right there. Like, is that going to be a thing? And then you had all these different moments where the Heat just kept scoring, and like you said, the Celtics, yeah, they stopped playing offense, but it felt like throughout this entire series or these stretches, and both of these teams are really, really good at defense, and that was one of the reasons this series was kind of ugly at times is because these teams are awesome at defense and you saw the Celtics put these vice grips on the Heat where the Heat couldn't score in a couple of the games. But in this one, you had these moments where it's like, what are the Celtics doing? And part of it's like, all right, well, they're they're trying to bleed a few seconds here and just those few seconds of not attacking makes it so much harder to get a good-looking shot. And you had guys who just, they weren't under A game. Like Al Horford, the guy was excited Every, every jumper he took would just flew out of his hand. Like, 
uh, Jalen Brown Smart had like, was awful uh, in the first half of this game. Right. You had a bunch of just, I think it was the nerves. It was the energy, the excitement. Like Jalen Brown down the stretch, pretty bad. But it's like he, he did enough. And then we got to get this exciting final I don't even want to talk about it. The, the Jimmy Butler shot. All right, so let's jump to it then. Uh, Jimmy Butler has the ball down to Miami's down to. He's got the ball in transition. He's he's pushing up the court. Al Horford on his heels. Al Horford drops to about the elbow and gives up an open transition three to Jimmy Butler, who, in my estimation, a little bit off balance, going a little too fast. I think the shot, he wasn't ready for the shot, Keith. I don't like the shots. Not when you're so, Jimmy Butler and you've been that good attacking the basket. And it's Al Horford. In so explain. transition, you like it. it seemed like Jimmy Butler, yeah, probably could have gotten to the basket and tie the game. You tie the game with 15 seconds left. Jimmy Butler had played every second of the game. Like, this guy's been amazing. I mean, like, he forced this game seven with his game six performance. Just an absolute incredible 47-point performance in game six. And this one, he's already he's giving you 35 points. I do like the shot. I like the shot going for the lead. I know Jimmy Butler is not known as a great three-point shooter. Oh, but last game, he had four of them. Like, this guy is just a playoff performer. He's a clutch performer. He had the opportunity to give his team the lead. I don't know if they get a better look than that to take the lead. If he goes to the bucket, you know, maybe he scores, I don't know, 60% of the time, 70% of the time. But then you just have, you have a tie ball game. Then it's the Celtics have the ball. They have a chance to win. So, like, for me, I don't know if the math checks out. We can, we can check with your nerder buddy, Seth Partnow. Tell me if my math is right here. In my mind, the idea to get the lead there with an open, a wide-open three-pointer, we don't know if we're going to get a better wide-open look at that. I like the idea of going for the lead. There's still 15 seconds left or 16 seconds left. You know, the Celtics might try to score quickly. You might get the ball back again. So... Maybe just me as a sports fan, I like Jimmy Butler. You know, this has been a hard-fought game. Uh, this game hit the under, by the way. It's been a hard-fought series where no one can score. He has a wide-open look. He's feeling good. He says, you know what? I'm going to go for this kill shot right here. We're on this awesome 11-0 run. Yeah, he misses it. Retrospectors saying, oh, maybe he should take him to the basket. And I totally respect that and understand that but personally i liked it i like the idea of like let's get the lead right here tying the game who knows what's going to happen if i have a chance i'm jimmy butler i'm going to make this shot i'm going for it and i can think it's a bad shot and still respect it this yeah, is sure. this is where i'm at right like i yeah. just all right that's not my choice but that being said it's jimmy butler who has proven time and time again even in this series that he steps up when the moment calls for it and i th i want to start here with jimmy butler you mentioned 35 points. They're only here because of what he did in game six. Really, this is a seven-game series because of four Jimmy Butler games. And I'm going to count this one as one of them because yeah. this game wouldn't be close. Boston was up 17, and Jimmy Butler was the reason that it was only 17. No one yep. was giving him any help. And, you know, Rob Williams has done a great job when he's been available in this series on Bam Adebayo. He looked really rough in this game so you got kind of a good bam out of bio performance you got 25 points and 11 rebounds so jimmy got a little bit more help but still just not enough and that's been the story for the miami heat all playoffs kyle lowry that injury clearly has hampered him all he's able to do is go out there and try to draw charges and flop into timeouts and, and i mean it, this was really it was an uphill climb for jimmy butler anyway and to put this kind of performance together in a game seven um, th I think this is like a classic superstar series from Jimmy Butler, even though he lost. 
Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a weird series. I don't know what other what other word to use for it because you had those three games where Jimmy Butler was ten for forty combined in games three, four, and five, and then all of a sudden game six and seven, he's like, oh, he's amazing, Jimmy Butler again. He's he's arguably put in, um, you know, a, a bunch of the best individual performances in the entire playoffs. Like he has multiple of them by himself, and yeah, he didn't get the help like. Adebayo had a nice game, but Adebayo also missed a lot of good scoring chances. The 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 Celtics were maybe a little bit vulnerable with that like little floater range, that eight foot range, and it seemed like he had so many of those shots that weren't even close. He was struggling to finish, and then just the injuries, like the pile of injuries for both teams. Like Robert Williams was barely moving out there. Tyler Hero wasn't one hundred percent. He gave it seven minutes, but he wasn't effective, so they couldn't really play him. You know, the Heat were just trying to figure some stuff out. They had Jimmy Butler. They had Kyle Lowry, you know, doing his thing, but like not at 100%, not at the top of his game. And then it's like they were kind of searching. Like Oladipo was the guy they rolled with most of the game. They, they did these Gabe Vincent, Oladipo, Kyle Lowry minutes a lot, which they hadn't been doing before. I don't believe they did it at all before game six. And so, you know, Spolster was just trying stuff and it seemed like the heat, it wasn't going to be enough until the last two, three minutes where it felt like, you know what, maybe the Celtics aren't going to make the, the finals. It felt like I maybe thought, they don't want it. Maybe they're just done. I really done. thought this was just another classic fake NBA comeback. It really felt like it the entire time. And, and maybe that speaks to how, you know, how low I think about the rest of the Heat roster outside of Jimmy Butler, to be frank. And when you watch this series and you see that basically it was a Jimmy Butler show, um, maybe I was right for that. Well, let's talk about Boston a little bit because there were two teams here. And uh, Jason Tatum led the way, 26 points, but not a great shooting performance, 9 of 21 from the field. Um, Jason Tatum also was named the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, and uh, it was not unanimous because Jimmy Butler got a vote, which I agree with. I don't hate it. Yeah, I think it's a totally fair vote. Tim Bontem said, you know, he put his vote for Jimmy Butler, which it makes sense. You know, Tatum, like... A little bit up and down, but like I thought his performance tonight was was everything it needed to be. Like nine for twenty one, not the most efficient, but for for the rock fight that this series has been, like I give him a lot of credit, and he had some just huge buckets. There were multiple times where it felt like, all right, the Celtics are bogging down again. Some of the guys we can't really trust them to score. Um, it's gonna need to be the superstars who step up and do it. And he made those big shots. But also Marcus Smart, who, who battled injury, like he had the two big free throws at the end. Him coming up with 24 points in this one, also nine rebounds, five assists. Like it was a really big game for Marcus Smart. And well, this was probably the first time all series uh, off the top of my head that I can remember Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum all were mostly effective in the same game. I mean, shooting numbers aside, and especially with Marcus Smart, he, he was taking some really awful three-point looks, early shot clock in, in the first half, kind of going for the knockout punch when, when Boston had that big lead. You throw that out, um, those three guys having a good game all in one game happened to happen on the right night because Al Horford wasn't very good and, and Robert Williams wasn't very good. They needed those three guys especially, but... Jalen Brown, it just seems like when, when Tatum couldn't get it going, Jalen Brown takes the ball and makes something happen. Marcus, after not getting it done, game six, how sweet is it to get it done on the road? It's amazing. Obviously, we would, we would like to have got it done in front of our crowd, but it's come here against this team, this organization, the way that they play, the way that they leave it all on the court, it's only right. This is amazing. We finally got over the hump. 
So looking ahead, Keith, uh, Celtics Warriors is kind of what we've been sort of expecting the last few weeks, I would say. Going into the playoffs, we had no idea what was going to happen. We didn't know if Steph Curry was going to be healthy. We thought Boston was going to be just world beaters. We, we didn't know what was happening. And now it feels like the tables are turned, and most people are probably going to favor the Warriors in the upcoming finals. Are, are you one of them? I think if the few days off, the series doesn't start until Thursday, if the Celtics get a little bit healthier, if Robert Williams can get back to 100%, if I feel like the rest of the team, the Celtics are 100%, I might honestly lean the Celtics a little bit. But, like, these are two titanic squads, and I, I think it's really interesting. This Celtics team, in the regular season, from January 1st on, number one in net rating, number one in defense. And, like, I think sometimes we question that, but, like, I think in the postseason we saw, like, this team is so good. They have so many great players. They're so amazing at defense. Like, they're legit. You know, they're clearly contenders. Now they made the NBA Finals. But it's interesting, up until January 1st, the first two and a half months of the season, the Warriors were the best team in net rating and the best team in total defense. So, like, earlier in the year we were like, wow, the Warriors look like themselves again, maybe the, the the title favorites. And then, of course, the Suns took over the regular season. We thought, I thought going into the playoffs, the Suns were the team out of the West. But so, like, it does feel like a very, like, I don't know, worthy or just, like, conclusion of this season to have these two teams. There's a ton of awesome storylines, especially with the continuation of the Warriors dynasty, Steph, Draymond, and Clay getting back there. But, like, I lean Celtics, but I think like this is just going to be an amazing series. If if the if the Warriors come out and if they're healthier and if you know like if they take care of business in five or six, I'm not going to be stunned. But I do feel like it, it probably five. I guess would surprise me. I feel like it's going to be six or seven. You know, no matter who wins. Like what what are you thinking right now? I mean, I'm I will say I'm incredibly pleased by this matchup because I think again these are two of the of the most worthy teams to, to, to match up. It really is a, a good representation of like these are probably the two best teams period for the whole year. I think anytime you get the top two defenses in the finals, that's a big deal. Uh, the biggest question I have coming out of the the conference finals from each respective team is can the Warriors protect the basketball and can the Celtics actually put the ball in the basket and I know that the Warriors can defend the Celtics I don't know that the Celtics can shut down the Warriors enough for their offense to keep up unless the Warriors are turning the ball over and Boston capitalizes in the way that they do so if Boston can create turnovers play make on defense get those transition opportunities Boston's going to be in good shape but it depends on the Warriors. I think the Warriors are just going to win this thing. I think the Warriors right now yeah. are playing better basketball than anybody. And uh, it could be five. I think the Warriors are just that good right now. And especially with how Steph is playing and how everyone's playing around him, it's impossible for me to bet against those guys. Also, not just the way Steph's playing, the way Clay is seems to fully be Clay again. You know, like if Clay is is getting better and better, if he's peaking, that clearly favors the Warriors. Uh, they're also getting Gary Payton two back reportedly for for the finals. That's going to be great to see. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome matchup of again, like you said, the two best defenses from the regular season and two of the best teams clearly through the playoffs and plenty of layoff between this conference finals and game one. Game one is Thursday night. So that means Robert Williams gets a few days off. Game two is going to be Sunday. So if he's not right by Thursday, maybe he can be right by game two. 
and we can actually get something resembling full strength from both teams. Because that's actually that's the only thing I really root for here, Keith. Is I want to see these guys at their peak. Because coming into the playoffs, I mean, I thought Boston was playing better basketball than anybody in the league, and I really did think they were going to have a nice path to the finals. It's been attrition for them. They've had back-to-back seven-game series. This is not a well-rested team going in to face the Warriors, who, frankly, looking pretty rested. Right, right, the Warriors with a full week off. Yeah, like you say, after this grueling pace of every other day for so long, the finals do space out a little bit. We have a couple days off before it starts, then a couple days off in between the games. So hopefully we do get to see the best shot from both of the squads. Well, that's going to do it for the show, folks. Don't forget, we're going to be on the ding on the Athletic NBA show after every game in the finals. So if there's seven games, we'll have seven dings recapping those games. It won't necessarily be me and Keith, but we will have a ding here on your Athletic NBA show feed. For Keith Parrish, I'm Dave DeFord. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the finals. Keith, let's get out of here. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.